Hey there. Hi, I'm in denial. Oh my gosh, I know, right? It was for me. Well, did you take tomorrow off? No, oh my God. Do you know that I almost put in a PTO request today for tomorrow? I, you I still didn't. need to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I took Thursday. Did you take tomorrow? Yeah, so I oh, did. Yeah, I used. So oh no, so it's truly Sunday scaries for you and not for me. I didn't realize that. It is. Oh my God. I took Thursday and I thought this is going to give me you know, the feeling of being super refreshing, whatever. And then as the days went on, Thursday, you know, came and went. Yeah. Friday came and went. And then then yesterday I was like, oh my God, it's already the real weekend. And now I only have two days. But the, I guess the issue is that I no matter what I do, it doesn't ever feel like uh, there's, there's any way that you can yeah, yeah, like you can't slow it down. So even if you're like super productive or you're not productive and you're just relaxing, it doesn't help at all. Because like I went and I went through my part of my closet one day on Thursday night and then I, you know, went and dropped off donations and I still did. I still was like, oh, my God, I just wasted the whole Thursday. Oh, my God. That's how I feel every day I have off. I'm like, even if I sleep till noon and don't have lunch till 4 p.m., I'm like, oh, no, the day. (laughs) I know. And the worst is when the week gets, you know, the work week starts happening. It just goes by so slow. And then it just goes. You just feel like what is happening right now? You know how they say time flies when you're having fun. I wasn't really even having fun. I was so, I was sitting around here and I was so conscious of the time that was passing. And every night I was like, Oh my God, I only have three days left. Oh my God, I only have two. And then today, I mean, legitimately when I texted you, I was like, please text me back and say that today is really not Sunday. Cause I was laying down and I was watching Homeland Uh and I was like watching the, the clock. And I was like, it can't be. I can't. I can't go to work tomorrow. I just can't. Is something wrong with us that we just can't enjoy even the time we have off? Like we're so anxious about getting through it, and then still having to go back to the grind that it's just not enjoyable. Even. I mean, there's something. There's something a little wrong about. I mean, I I felt like this when I had to physically go into the office. That was a that was a major problem. Yes. But I thought it would really help to not be at the office because, like, you know, you don't physically when I say I've got to go back to work tomorrow, it's not like right, right. you're really going anywhere. Right. right. So that should take away about 50 percent of the I mean, in my mind, it should take away about 50 percent of the fear that you have. But to me, it's just I think it's because I work a lot longer hours. So that's my problem. I just need to kind of. So I feel like you're, I'm just constantly working for five days yeah. out of the week. Well, I think you have a good excuse. I don't know what mine is. I mean, to tell you the truth, the first <laughs> couple of months, I wasn't having my usual Sunday scaries. It was such a joy to work from home that mm-hmm. I just felt really lucky and it really relieved a lot of anxiety for me. So I wasn't feeling it initially, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just because it's the new normal and I've gotten used to it, but Lately, like just the last three to four weeks or so, come Sunday night, I'm like, oh, no, my freedom is over. <laughs> That's how I feel. And I'm trying to think back. It's been such a long time since we've been working from home. Yeah. So I feel like initially, I the only thing that I do remember is when they made the announcement that we can work from home. I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, 
elated. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, and then my husband also got to work from home. Both of us are super, we're both have really have the same personality. So we're both like, oh, thank God. And he has like a long commute and would have to wake up early in the morning. Right. Um, and for me, I just didn't want to get on the train. You know, once I got to the office, I think I was okay. It's just, it was just the commute for me. So this feeling that I have right now doesn't make very much sense because yeah. I've eliminated the the commute, yeah. which was by far the most disgusting. And then now I just, I don't know. I think it's probably because the amount of stress that I have right now and what's going yeah. on at work. And I just, I feel like I just want to avoid it. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. want any more bad news. I, I agree. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I have more work coming in now more than expected. So that is making me a little mm-hmm. anxious too. But I also wonder if it's because like, I don't know if you feel this way, but working from home, the work has definitely been more focused for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not missing that day-to-day wastage of time that did inevitably take place in the office just with, you know, break room chat and walking Mm -hmm. around this and that. I don't miss it. But now I'm finding Mm -hmm. the entire day is going into very focused work. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that is starting to feel a little draining. And I didn't feel that as much early on. Um, Before all my anxiety was around the act of getting to work and being in the office and just all that physical, social anxiety. And now I think it's the actual work that's giving me a certain kind of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And for me, you know, people are like, oh, I, you know, I miss human interaction and stuff like that. I, you know, me, I don't care. I don't don't really care about that. that? (laughs) I'm just like, I, I don't. I don't care for the, you know, me, I don't care for the zoom happy hours. I don't care for any of that kind of stuff. Um, it, it just, it forces me to, you know, pull myself together. Um, and sometimes I just don't want to be pulled together. I think that's part of the problem, but I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, I've read so many articles in the past several months about, you know, what shelter in place and working from home has done for people's mental health. And, the only thing I can be thankful for is that it is a real thing. Right. So, um, but there's nothing that really, I mean, people throw out, you know, 10 things you can do to, you know, get out of the rut from sheltering in place. But I mean, they're all the same suggestions. It's like, wake up, put on your dress clothes, like you're going to work, you know, make sure you schedule your day and discipline yourself that you're only working from nine to five or eight to five and you scheduled your lunch every day from 12 to how is that helping you're still sitting in your house right yeah so I don't find any of that I don't know I I I know granted I've not I've not tried any of those let me stop (laughs) (laughs) no I've definitely tried some of those I just I don't know for me maybe I just get bored easily so part of me is just wondering you know I was always like dying in corporate America as it is by the the boredom often and now maybe I'm just getting bored too like on one hand there's more to focus on work-wise on the other hand it's boring because you are in your own home and there's nothing changing Mm -hmm. about your daily routine even if you implement some of you know the ideas you just talked about I was Mm -hmm. like, maybe I need to do something really different. Like I have a certain workstation set up right now. Maybe I need to recreate it somewhere else in the apartment just to have some Mm -hmm. variety for another two, three months or something, you know? Um, 
just because they're those they're less boundaries now and so yeah I could deal with my desk the way it was in the office indefinitely but at home it feels weird to have that mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's time to just create a new little work area or, or, or change it up somehow at home so mm-hmm. it still feels kind of different and new and not boring I get bored really easily Helen I'm like a five-year-old <laughs> I don't know how I survived this long in work life because I get bored just way too easily. I was just going to say, maybe it's not, you know, placement of furniture or anything like that. Maybe (laughs) just at the end of the day, you know, we're all just in denial, but this just isn't, this isn't it. No, it's not cutting it. No, it's not because, you know, the only thing that I really look forward to is this every every Sunday, Um, honestly. And I just you know, how do you, how do you focus and make a career out of something like this that you really love to do? Um, I don't know, but for me, it's not, I don't know, like just now it's just like eight o'clock on a Sunday night and my wrists started hurting. It's very strange. I didn't have any wrist pain Thursday, Friday or Saturday. And up until now, like, I just was like, oh, man, my wrist is starting to hurt. I really think it's psychological. I mean, I talked to my doctor last Friday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. one of the days last week, I don't remember. <laughs> and I asked her, I'm like, Hey, are you getting like an uptick in people who like want to come to you, whatever the talk? And she's like, no, I haven't gotten really any new patients, but I, my existing patients want to talk a whole lot more. And she said like, all these people are just coming to her and they're all feeling unmotivated. They feel like they don't you know, they found out that they don't really enjoy what they're doing and whatever they're doing isn't really their passion anymore. And it's like, how do you get out of this rut? I mean, that's pretty major, right? To have everybody being like unmotivated and being like, yeah, this isn't really what I want to do for my living. Right. (laughs) What do you do? Well, I'll give you a good example where I found myself like actually enjoying myself and feeling like, oh, this is if I did this every day, you know, things could be so different. So, you know, you and I have talked a lot about like personal finances and just how we've like dealt with that as, as women and as people who just generally appreciate product and like to shop Mm -hmm. for whatever reason um, and its impact on that. And so I started listening to this podcast a year ago and long story short, um, connected with the founder of this website called MyFabFinance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told her, um, her name is Tanya Rappler. And I said, I'm, I'm really inspired by your story. And I've been through a similar journey. And, I, you know, I just wanted to share. And um, they have a blog on their website. And when I discovered the blog, I, yeah, you know, I was still emailing with them and said, you know, hey, I'd love to actually contribute to your blog. Like some of this mm-hmm. resonates so much with me. And they were so open to it. And they were so fantastic. And so I wrote um, my first blog post for them. And it was published like three weeks ago. And, oh, and yeah, I'll send you the amazing. link. Yes. Um, and I'm working on a second post. And here's the thing. It was like Wednesday evening or afternoon. And I just had this idea for another another piece. And I jotted mm-hmm. some notes in my phone while I was on my walk. And then at, at night, at like 9 p.m., which is when my creative brain starts to really rev up, I was like, mm-hmm. cool, I got it. I already have this laid out in my head. And I sat down and wrote for like three hours. And I was oh, wow. totally in that flow and zone, you know, because A, I love mm-hmm. to write. 
I was writing about something personal. Um, but, you know, I, I obviously had a goal in mind, which is to like get the second, this second post published. And it was so refreshing and it felt so good. And mm-hmm. it just put into perspective, like what I do every day that feels so draining versus the things that are energizing, you know? Um, That's incredible. That's uh, congratulations for getting that on the blog. I actually just looked up the, the website and it's, it's funny because I was scouring through the blogs and I was like, I know which one's the Sumans <laughs> and I clicked on it and it was exactly. Oh my God. I love that. I love that you could tell. <laughs> it's so funny. And I was like, and I'm, I really, I will, I will definitely, um, I definitely will read it after this because, you know, you and I have talked about finance quite a bit. I, I'm sitting here talking to my husband right now about finance, but not the way you and I talk about it. I'm like, when can we retire? <laughs> Do we have enough money sa- saved up? And yesterday I was, I just got pulled into the internet. I don't know, the deep, dark depths of the internet. And somehow I was on some sort of finance website or whatever, talking about the places that you can retire when you have like right now on, you know, on your person, $150,000. And that's including like what you have in your 401k and mm-hmm. all the different investments or whatever. It's not like necessarily like liquid right. savings like that you can pull. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, I think, I think I have that amount of money that I can, that I can <laughs> live off of. Let's, let's take a look. And it just gave like a, a list of, you know, I think the 15 top places that are not in the U S where you could easily retire with $150,000 right now. And I went through every single one of those countries. Most of them were in central and South America, but a couple of them were, you know, like, I think one place was like in Mexico. And you know, when you think about retiring, one thing that you want to do is like, make sure that they have got like a good healthcare system. And unfortunately, a lot of the the countries, you know, are, you know, they would say like the only, the only drawback here is like the healthcare isn't that great. But when you're like, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old, 80 years old, healthcare is like really super important. So I'm sitting there reading it as if I'm ready to retire. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I can't go there. I'm like, the healthcare isn't isn't top notch. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. But I mean, I legitimately was sitting there looking at, you know, like, how do you feel that miserable that you, that you look in, that you want to retire right now? It's, like, I, I'm it's so interesting, it's, though, like your approach to it in mine, it's like you, you have a very long term vision in terms of like, early retirement, <laughs> mm-hmm. and how to achieve that. Whereas I'm very focused on, and it's not a surprise, given how I am about other things, not mm-hmm. a long term vision, but like, how can I make things better in the short term? So I feel better day to day. Mm-hmm. And my things mm-hmm. feel worth doing and, and waking up for. Which is really interesting. Yeah, it is when really you're, interesting, right? I want to change my, my, my desk setup. And I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's not going to do it for me. Like if I was to be like, I'm just going to scrap everything in my guest room and turn this into a, yeah. you know, a work center for a workplace for my husband and me, I, it's just so funny because that's such an interesting way that you said that that would maybe help you like in the short term. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, no, even if I bought, like, even if I had came into like $10,000 and was able to completely change that room around and do whatever, 
I would use that money somewhere else. <laughs> right? No, but it's it's so fascinating. I always think about like creatively making my day better or more productive somehow. And maybe it's just because I know great. I have the safety of my income in the in the long term. Like I know I have my 401k. Like I, I know certain things, even though it's not a great picture overall right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to make myself happier. And uh, you know what it's like, Suman? It's like instant gratification. Yeah, clearly I have a problem with that. Like, <laughs> I am, I'm like, this is, this is sort of the way you and I shop, yes. right? So you need something. That's so funny. I'm thinking, you know, for the short term, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. That's my short term solution. My long term is where can I retire and still, you know, live and not be completely broke, yeah. <laughs> right? But that is really funny that you said that because I, I never think that way. I never think, oh, you know what, you know, every Sunday I feel really like shit. I don't want to go to work for the next day. What can I do right now to make myself feel better about tomorrow? I've never, ever felt that way. And it's, maybe I'm just a negative person. No, Maybe I should try to switch my mindset. I don't think you are. I think you just want to have a definitive long-term solution to something. (laughs) and like the the daily grind is worth maybe having that later in life or sooner than later if you can manage that but I think I'm just like I don't know maybe I'm I'm an idealist and I'm looking for something more even though I very much value being able to like live comfortably in retirement not quite sure I, I I have any other strategy in mind to achieve that but like I don't I don't like work the way it is now, but do I fundamentally think mm-hmm. I can appreciate working if I like it and being productive? Yeah. Like I actually think mm-hmm. I get so much out of that, you know, versus like maybe never reaching a certain retirement age. Cause I was so goddamn unhappy with my work. <laughs> yeah. I absorbed undue stress. That makes me unhealthier to begin with, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's like my weird calculation in my head but do you hate like I don't the thing is I don't hate my job right I I actually really enjoy what I do but I my problem is because I'm thinking into the future and I'm not thinking of just tomorrow like oh, I have to do this and whatever I'm always anticipating I'm so scared of the problems that are inevitably going to come down the line like my in my day to day, like things that go wrong in production or whatever, I'm I get scared, and I'm constantly harping on that. But then I'm also thinking down the line, like, oh my god, you know, what if they change, like my function, like I'm doing what I like right now, but you know, I've I've told you this before, like I'm afraid that the, I've seen kind of how, my particular role has kind of morphed depending on, what the workload is, yeah. And I don't know. I, do you hate like the, do you hate the actual job? Like the actual, your day-to-day work? Yes. So two things <laughs> to, to answer your first question. Yes, I think I do, Helen, because I just have to babysit and herd the cats and people make it impossible to do that. Um, and I'm like yourself, I'm not a functional expert. So half the time I'm trying to herd the cats without actually knowing anything. Um, so I don't know how I even got this far and do what I do and make what I make at the at the great company that I do work for overall and 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 do that. Someone must think I do something right. I personally don't feel that way. 
Um, secondly, I read this whole thing about personality types once. I can't remember what it was, but I remember telling my husband uh-huh. about it. And, uh-huh. you know, we always talk about our personality types in terms of Myers-Briggs and all these other, um, you know, ways of understanding uh, uh-huh. personalities. And, you know, we always talk about me and him how I'm actually usually pretty grounded and stress-free. Like I'm, I'm not a stressed person on a day-to-day basis at all. Mm-hmm. And we read this interesting thing about how people who are the most anxious tend to mm-hmm. think the most long-term and the people uh-huh. who are the least anxious, it's not like they may not plan and think long-term, but mm-hmm. they focus more on how to deal with things in the short-term. And mm-hmm. so they tend to have less stress for that reason. And so I definitely think I am a short-term person in that sense. I mean, look, Uh am I like, you know, am I just like scraping along every day? No, clearly I have a good job on paper. I have my act together. I like have a certain kind of education, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But otherwise, in terms of just how I manage, you know, my life and stress and day-to-day stuff, that's why I don't have a lot of it. And I think people who do think long-term, like you, you do, and, and that's a really good trait to have, but it also brings on a different kind of anxiety and stress. And I also think that's why I don't like my job, because while there's some great things about it, superficially speaking, the day-to-day just grinds on me at times. <laughs> and so the short-term part of it does, does, does bother me. You know, what is tomorrow going to look like? What is next week going to look like versus the long term, which is I have a very good steady job with, with some great benefits mm-hmm. that affords me a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm always thinking way into the future. Like I've read some of these forums where, what is it called? FIRE, right? Financial Independence Retire Early. Right. And yeah. people are just... But I don't think they can do what these people are doing. I mean, these people want to retire by 40. Oh, they're aggressive. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, like, living, you know, still at their parents' house. No cable. They wear the same clothes every day. I mean, and this, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I'm reading some of these forums, and I'm like, I really wish I could be this way. Never buying anything. Just eating literally, like, canned food. what's your quality of life? Your quality of life starts at 40 when you are you've saved and hoarded all that money and, but and then you start living your life but i don't know if you've if you've been so you know uh like saving your money in this hardcore for way all, for yeah. a really long time will you really then i mean not that you would have to splurge when, when you've retired but then would you really then put a chunk of money down for a nice retirement home and live your best life going forward. I mean, it depends on, I guess, how much money you have saved up, right? Because you'll need over, I, I would say over, depending on where you end up, like they say what you have to have a million dollars. Is that what people say? In order to retire comfortably, you have to have at least a million dollars in savings, like in all your investments Yeah. by the time you retire. And imagine if you retire at 40, that would mean you would need at least 20 plus years more savings than, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but all <laughs> this I This is too is, much math for me. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, this is way too much math. And I'm, I just don't think that I'd be, 
I'm so pressed to retire, but I'm not pressed enough to, um, you know, do those extreme things. Although I probably should be as much as I do want to retire. <laughs> See, I feel like that, that mentality is so interesting because in some ways I think, yeah, you can totally like, I guess, restart at a certain age in retirement and enjoy that. But then it mm-hmm. seems like such a waste of your youth <laughs> to yes. not have enjoyed a certain way at a time you can, you can only enjoy it that way at those ages. You cannot enjoy yeah. it later. It's a sad fact of life. And so, mm-hmm. and life is short. So do you wait till 40 to, to yeah. you know, to live your life a certain way? Like, I don't know. I think part of your twenties and thirties are that you do make mistakes um, yeah. And, and don't set up for a perfect life after 40. I mean, that also just, I'm not sure that's realistic. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Cause like a girlfriend of mine once told me that, um, and I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget it. Cause it was just such a simple statement, but I was saying something like, Oh, you know, yeah, I just want to like pour as much money right now into my 401k as possible because I got started a little bit late. You know, I didn't start my 401k until mid thirties. So, like it really should have started you know they say you have to start at like 21 or whatever whenever you get your first job and I didn't do that and my friend goes you know you shouldn't um you know you shouldn't be planning so far ahead for your retirement and she said the reason why she says that is because her mom had a friend who was just so busy just like funneling money into her her retirement to make her retirement comfortable and then she died right like she died at 50, oh you know, and, and to think that she limited herself in terms of, you know, having fun and going on vacation and seeing life and blah, blah, blah. And then she just passed. And it's kind of like the stories that you read about, which are so sad, like, you know, a teacher that just came off their retirement and then the next day they passed away of a heart attack or something like that. I mean, you can't live your life thinking, oh, my God, I have to spend all my money and enjoy myself now and not have anything into retirement because I might die before my retirement. But yeah. You know, you can't, I just don't think you should really do the other extreme either, which is what I'm talking about, right. about like, you know, <clears throat> living at your parents' house. and Yeah, I think there can be a happy yeah. medium. It's just weird, yeah. this generational swing. And I, mm-hmm. I guess people just feel so insecure compared to what previous generations had. But it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to completely swing the other way, right? Agreed. Agreed. There, there should be some happy medium but does this justify my purchases over the last week oh I was Probably just about not. to ask you <laughs> I was just about to ask you so in the last week since we talked last did you feel because oh. I bought some stuff too let's talk about it because I'm so excited to hear what you got and I actually had my my gmail up just because I know I'm not going to remember oh my god that's you know, a good idea I should probably do yeah. that as well so tell me what you got and I'll tell you what uh, what stupid things I purchased. Okay, so first of all, you know how I was telling you I wrote that um, I was drafting a second post for that finance blog. So part yep. of the reason I started writing the post is because I wanted to, to channel my energy into something financially healthy versus financially not healthy, which was that mm-hmm. I fell in love with a very high-end prestige moisturizer. I happened to have a sample from when I worked at the Blue Mercury store and I I had used up my moisturizer, but I have all these samples and things lying around. So I was like, I don't need to buy anything new. I got all these samples to go through. I'm good. Uh Start using this sample. It's from this German dermatologist brand, Dr. Barbara Sturm. 
Um, I think you told me about oh my, this. Oh my God. Yes, I, I texted you, I think, and I was trying to save it for tonight. Oh my God. So my skin had been dry and irritated and just angry with me the last couple of weeks. I put this baby on. Within 48 hours, it looked like mm-hmm. I was like glowing. Like I looked like that pregnant glow people talk about. I was like, dude, what is going on with my skin? I look great. And I was like, oh, you know what I started using this week? That very expensive Barbara Sturm cream. How expensive oh, is it? Is it? It's. Let me look it up. Actually, spell the last name. Sturm. S T U R M. Let me look it up really quickly, and then I can. It's the face cream, just the regular face cream. Oh, it's molecular. It sounds expensive. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the <laughs> website's kind of ridiculous, but. Um, yeah, I I, ha- I don't usually buy into prestige skincare brands, at least makeup, I will even kind of give you. Um, and don't ask me why I don't have like really strong reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But skincare, you know, none of my skincare is expensive. As much as I dabble mm-hmm. in it, I'd say everything I have is like under $50. Um, or even less of a threshold, given I use a lot of Korean skincare. Mm-hmm. The most expensive I think I ever really got is a couple of years ago, I used a lot of Drunk Elephant, which was slightly more expensive. And then I, you know, I tried a couple of other more like dermatology type brands like IS Clinical and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. they're not really a part of my routine anymore, and not, nor do I purchase those things regularly. So my skincare is actually very reasonable budget wise. Mm-hmm. And I've never really been into these prestige brands, but then I tried this and I've been using it all week because it was a pretty large sample. And I just became over... I just became obsessed and like overcome with this feeling of needing this moisturizer. I was, and there was a sale going on at Blue Mercury and I was like, oh my God, this is the time to buy it. But then I was like, no, don't spend that much. I'll tell you how much it is. This, this one face cream was $215. I was like, don't spend that much just because you've sampled this thing for like four days now. That does not make it worth the investment. And so I'm having this in, inner dialogue. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different and just write about this. Like, how do I manage this impulse spending at times? Like, how do I stay away from it? How do I rationalize it or not rationalize it? So, you know, my my whole draft was around centered around how I'm feeling about trying to make this one purchase and like how I try and manage it. And I avoided that purchase totally. And I was very proud of myself. Two days later, one of my favorite beauty brands was on a 25% sale. And I had just seen one of these YouTube influencers who I follow, who's my skin tone, rave about some of the products I was interested in. Boom. I didn't even think about it. And you just bought it. But it wasn't this. 10 minutes later, I have bought a very new makeup, uh, expensive makeup brush, foundation, and a lip product. Although I do like the lip product. I already own it and I have several backups because I'm obsessed with it. Now, oh my God, you're hilarious. That purchase, I didn't think about. I just was like, do, 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 yep, click, per- place order, done. <laughs> but it, you didn't buy the Barbara Stern No, stuff. but it okay. all added up to, it would have come out to about the same. <laughs> So it didn't even matter. It's not, it's not, I didn't save money. It was just, you know, avoiding Barbara Sturm was this weird intellectual exercise, which got completely canceled out Oh my God. when I saw this other thing. And I still felt like I had to treat myself for avoiding the, the week's earlier impulse purchase, you know? Oh my God, you're hilarious. I do the exact same stuff. Like for me, like buying one thing for $200 is different than loading yeah. up my cart 
and having it come to $250. But then I justify it by saying, oh, but it's five items versus one. Okay. But to tell you the truth, I actually would have been better off just buying the Barbara Stern because I genuinely still like the product. Um, Mm -hmm. It's okay to have one, I think, investment skincare because everything else is very low budget right now that I'm using. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be a hard habit to maintain I think the beauty stuff I definitely didn't need I don't don't know I don't know why that seemed justified to be able to get three things even though there's things I three things I don't need right now oh you know what you should do is you should put the Barbara Sturm moisturizer on your Black Friday shopping list yeah so what I actually did is I put it in my Sephora shopping cart so I can stare at it and wish another sale into being because this happened to be last year you know how Sephora only does its VIB sales like twice a year Mm-hmm. So last August, for some reason, I was going through the same thing. There was something I really wanted. I was really hoping I could get it somehow at Sephora. I was waiting for the next sale. I was like, oh, I wish they did more sales. And I kid you not, like a week later, they happened to randomly do an extra VIB sale last August, I think it was. Oh, wow. Okay. Which they typically don't because usually there's one in the spring and then one in the fall. And mm-hmm. they happened to do this weird summer one, which was totally unexpected and I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So I felt very grateful. And so this year I was hoping for something similar. So it's in my um, it's in my online cart. So I'm still going to wait for it. You know, I and I, I do still have other samples and things to get through. So in some ways, yeah, it was worth holding off on. But it, I definitely didn't need to counteract that discipline by then mm-hmm. indulging in this other stuff that I got. That's normal. I feel like I do. I do. It's not. It's not good. But but I feel like I do the same thing, and I justify it by saying, "Oh, it's you know more than yeah. one thing for this amount of money, so I'm getting more of like my money's worth." Yeah. But when Sephora does the VIB sale, I don't buy anything from Sephora really. I mean, sometimes every once in a while, I'll buy something from there, but I'm not like part of their like rouge program or anything mm-hmm. like that. How much of a discount is it? Like twenty percent off? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I wonder everything. If, there's no restrictions. I wonder, like, if you do like Black Friday at, you know, I don't know, just the the direct website itself or whatever. If you'll find a better deal, like, would something would it ever go down to like thirty percent off? So just make sure, like, yeah. you know, you look also around at at things like that's why I keep my my Black Friday list. Right now, I have nothing on my Black Friday list because I'm trying not to buy. Anything unnecessary, but... But that's the thing right now, Helen. It's like, it's so hard to think about what's necessary and not. Because, like, while we're stuck at home, clearly very little is necessary. (laughs) Nothing is necessary. I feel like that that argument is sort of moot now. And it's very... Yeah, you're right. It's very hard to, like, base decisions on those criteria. Because, like, yeah, like, I, I definitely didn't need makeup under normal circumstances, but especially right now, but I also really love makeup. So, you know, it's hard to think about it in terms of what I need and don't need right now, because almost everything is in the bucket of don't need. You're right. And that's, and that's why I'm finding myself saving a lot of money, but a lot of the stuff I'm ending up buying is like food related and like, you know, kitchen related. Yeah. Um, and those, of course, are not necessary either because I have everything that I need in the kitchen. No biggie. Like, I don't have any, there's nothing that I'm in dire need of. But, you know, 
makeup I've been really good I haven't really purchased anything I went on some sort of skincare buying kick early on but now I find myself just like you know looking at some of the stuff in my in my my email that I've purchased a lot of it is like I'm trying to get in the habit of going for a walk you know either in the morning or in the evening and then I I had to justify you know oh I got to buy a new pair of shoes to go do that and I think we talked Mm -hmm. about that and then other things it's like oh I need to stay hydrated because now I'm going to go on walks but so I I buy which is a normal purchase for me but I just think it's really funny that I buy it online but i I don't like regular coconut water that you buy everywhere else. Like everyone's like, oh, Harmless Harvest is like the best. Do you drink coconut water? No, I actually don't like coconut at all. Oh, you're one of <laughs> Anything those. coconut, except for like in certain cuisines, like, uh, you know, a lot of Asian cuisine, like coconut milk yeah. and stuff. That's fine. Or in certain sweet desserts, like when there's shredded coconut um, or in some Indian food, there's quite a bit of coconut. Actually, I don't mind that, but I, I don't like coconut water. Anything where I can really taste that coconut flavor a certain way, it's very weird. Oh, interesting. I, there are people who really—it's so polarizing. People really hate it or love it. I'm one of those people in the love camp. I love anything coconut, but I hate ninety-nine point nine percent of all the brands of coconut water. Everyone's like, "Oh, the best is." This or the best is that. I've tried every single kind. There's only one coconut water brand that I like. And the weirdest thing is every it has the same ingredients as everyone else's coconut water. <laughs> Why do they taste so different? I don't, I have no idea. Harmless Harvest is supposed to be like the best, most, you know, legit coconuts from Thailand, like all this kind of stuff. And I went, I remember it sounded like it was such a great, product that I went one time and I bought a couple of them from Whole Foods and they're so expensive and I was like super excited I cracked it open and I was like this is disgusting <laughs> but they're not hard to find then if it's at Whole Foods um yeah the one the harmless harvest is is the one that most of them are sold at Whole Foods but the one that I like is by a brand called Amy and Brian mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if they have it at Whole Foods I'm sure that they do but I buy it by like in cams in a six pack and those I can't find at the local grocery store. So I always go online and buy that from Vitacost. And to me, that coconut water tastes delicious. It, to me, it tastes like cotton candy. (laughs) It's really strange and it does not. And coconut water does not taste like coconuts in my opinion. I, I, I think coconut water in general is quite disgusting. Like, I was expecting the first time like the coconut water trend came up. I thought, oh my God, I love coconuts. I can't, I can't wait to drink my first coconut water. And I was so disgusted by the way it tasted. Um, But this one brand is, is anyway, I I usually buy cans of it, but it's like little things like that where I feel more justified. Like, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, three packs of six of this, you know, because I'm going to go walking in the morning and I'm going to get dehydrated. You're, you're, that you're so good that way. And you're kind of lucky your, your addictions and habits don't follow you around. Like I try and be that way, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I get stuck. So like lately I've been buying certain products like coconut oil and collagen peptides for this coffee drink I make every morning. And I buy it from this (laughs) website called Iyer. And okay, I think I had texted you about this. I heard it turns out uh-huh. has a whole beauty section. 
yes, including yes, Korean beauty. And now that I've discovered that, that website mm-hmm. is such a danger zone for me, even though I'm just going to buy food stuff. I can't help but browse at the beauty section. And I'm like, oh my God, just this one thing. I just, I'm just buying some natural food products. I don't need to be bombarded by sales on K-beauty, but there it is. Um, I haven't even looked. You told me that and I have purchased from there before, but I did not look at their K-beauty and I'm a little bit scared too. But did you buy anything? From no, there? I haven't. I was trying to be okay. really good. I was like, well, they're definitely you know, other things like I could indulge in, like this is whatever. It's still like extra skincare I knew I didn't need. But even even the the makeup stuff that I bought on sale this week, it was from this a beautiful, lovely, um, again, prestige brand called Surat Beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's like makeup artist founded and has a very Japanese aesthetic. And a lot of the products are sourced from or made in Japan. So like really unique stuff. I found the sale by complete accident. I was actually searching for scale uh, sales on skincare sites to, again, mm-hmm. see what I could maybe snag on the Barbara Sturm. And I'm mm-hmm. scrolling through the Google page and towards the bottom, I see Surat Beauty, 25% off. I was like, what? <laughs> Don't do this to me. I was looking for something completely different. But no, there it was. And so I had to click and I had to oblige. I had to oblige Tony Surat. Like it was... It was just ridiculous. Again, I wasn't even looking for it. It found me. You're hilarious. I, but I fall for that kind of stuff all the time. And you know, when you wake up in the morning and you look at your email and you go into the promotion section and there's like a gazillion. Oh my God. I'm so glad you look at the promotion section too. Oh, first thing. And it's always like flash sale. And as soon as it says flash sale and you're, even though it's a flash sale every single week at every single website, I'm like, oh my God. What was it that I was looking at three weeks ago that wasn't on sale? Let me see if it's on sale now. But I've been pretty good about not buying, like, clothes. And, in fact, I – yeah, I haven't bought a sweatshirt in Yes, in I've, I've been very good with clothes. Like, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. I did, like, a big haul of, like, work-from-home comfort stuff, like, mm-hmm. back in May and early June. But since then, I I haven't because I – I feel very comfortable with what I have right now. Good. Um, who knows if that changes in September come the fall season, even though that's meaningless right now. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'm really, I was really thinking on Thursday when they had that, was it Thursday that had that all hands meeting? Yeah. It, it was early in the morning and I thought, okay, well, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, first of all, you guys get the rest of the day off starting at noon before the 4th of July. And then secondarily, that you know, we're awesome. wouldn't it? I thought, oh my God, because typically this meeting is usually like three o'clock or something in the afternoon. It was at 10 o'clock. So I thought, oh, they're going to get, they're going to tell us yeah. whatever. But then after I had read that article that you had sent me from the New York Times about the way uh, the pandemic is going, is going to, and it has impacted, you know, life inside the office. Uh-huh. I thought, because the title of the uh like inside the meeting notes or whatever it said something about the modernization or something yeah, I, I thought oh they're modernizing the office they're going to scrap everything the way we have it set up in the inside and they're going to go to this model where we just hotel in like you don't necessarily have to sit with your team yeah. like you can wander into the office whenever every desk is going to be you know socially distanced by six feet and 
you can sit wherever you want to. Wherever there's a free desk, you can park Aww. there and sit down. I was thinking oh, of that. You sound and I so thought, wishful. <laughs> I know, but then the modernization thing was not anything to do with no. that. And I was so disappointed. It was totally about like consumer facing changes that yeah. had nothing to do with the actual employees. <laughs> I know. I was so disappointed. And then they put another one on the calendar for next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I don't even, I mean, I dialed in. And the thing is, I was at Safeway that morning because I was like, oh, you know what? Let me, you know, I had the day off. I said, let me just go and uh, do all of my grocery shopping in the morning. And then I was like watching the time. like, oh, my God, I got to get back by 10 o'clock to log into this modernization meeting. (laughs) You say modernization with such disdain. I love it. I was like, modernization. (laughs) Yeah, and I should have known because I'd asked my boss, like we had a team meeting and I said, oh, hey, I said, oh, I wonder what they're going to talk about, you know, tomorrow or whatever. Like it said it has to do with modernization. I'm like, I wonder if it has something to do with the office. And she actually had given me the heads up that it wasn't. She wasn't exactly sure what it was, but she's like, no, she's like, it did. Because you know what I was envisioning? I was envisioning. Have you ever seen that movie called Bubble Boy? No, I don't (laughs) think I've even heard of it. It was just like this guy who has like a communicable disease, I believe. And then he's literally in this big inflatable bubble and people have to. And I was like, oh, my God, they're totally changing the office where everybody gets to sit in one of these big inflatable, like everybody has their own inflatable bubble. And it's so funny because like in the movie, is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Who's the, I have to look it up. And from the inside, you I feel like have I've heard these... of this. Like, I didn't know the name, but the, the idea, concept of being in a bubble. Yeah. yeah. And when you want to talk to people or wherever you want to, like, you stick your hands through and there's, like, these little glove things and you can kind of touch things on the outside. <laughs> anyway, I, I highly suggest I would love that to see movie. you roll into the office in a bubble sometime. <laughs> I just, you would hoping. be so happy. <laughs> I would be so happy. But unfortunately that wasn't that wasn't the case so you know I was really quite upset about that so I've been I was mad because it really ruined my shopping trip and lately my shopping trips to the grocery store have been the things that have made me so so happy and that is where I'm spending my money mm-hmm. is like each week I go and I'm like I want to make a different dish you know I want to try something new and then I go and I buy a whole bunch of ingredients so this week's obsession was to recreate um, the garlic shrimp from the Giovanni's garlic shrimp truck in Hawaii. Ooh. So I bought a whole bunch of shrimp and I bought a bunch of those, you know, whatever I needed for that. Um, I made that three times this week or last week or yeah, this past week. So really happy about that. But other than that, I'm just buying a lot of stuff that have to do with food yeah. and I'm looking in my, uh, inbox and it's like I bought honey. I bought like stuff from Vitacost. <laughs> it's like all food related. That's, I mean, I think whatever food you'll always use though, right? And I, yeah. I'm like you, I like to cook. I definitely love buying groceries, except I'm on this crazy intermittent fasting diet. So I find that I don't actually eat that much or need that much and I'm still like working through my pantry items and that actually reminds me you know what I pulled out today to use I made this like um I made a roasted scallion dip and I used in it remember when we went to the ferry building and we got that good olive oil from Stonehouse 
Mm-hmm. So I finally pulled that out because I had barely used it since that time. I think I just tried it once months ago with some bread and then put it away. So anyway, it made me think of you. It's excellent, by the way, like just really good olive oil, really multi-purpose. I miss it. But there's so many things like this that I have sitting around to still get through. And even to use some of that up, I do occasionally need to order extra ingredients or groceries to like, you know, make stuff with. So as Mm -hmm. much as I I love cooking and I also love kitchen stuff, like you said, um, ironically, a few months ago, I did order some kitchen stuff during a sale and it turns out they had to cancel the order because like two weeks later it was out of stock. So they never, Uh. they they were never able to fulfill the order. Um, And so I guess I kind of lucked out, but (laughs) then I was like, well, I guess I didn't really need that like stop grill pan slash steamer saucepan whatever it was uh, I guess what I have is is good enough um but yeah I guess I'm just like kind of practical about that stuff and I, nothing has spoken to me but it's great if you're able to channel your shopping habits into something more practical like that I wish I had that discipline I just I feel like I have that discipline but what it ends up being is that you just have like a shit ton of stuff in your cabinets. Like for me, like when you say, you know, you're getting through the stuff in your pantry, that's my dream to do. But my problem is, is I'm constantly buying like weird condiments that I want to try or, you know, that olive oil and the balsamic that I got and like the spices. You just reminded me that I have those and I've been making quite a bit of Italian food and duh, I could be using you know, the balsamic and the, um, and the olive oil and like the, the spice mixes that I got for dipping bread and things like that. And I forgot about them. But you know, so, you're probably also doing that because you're still physically going to grocery stores. I'm not. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's much I... harder to browse and do that kind of damage. Otherwise I'm, I'm with you on things like condiments and stuff. I'll just mm-hmm. scoop up like like my hot sauce selection right now is insane. I just had to open <laughs> two this week because I realized I got them. Oh, I got them when I went with you to the mission a few months ago. I oh, had picked yes. up some hot sauces and I had never opened them. And I don't know why, because I eat hot sauce like it's tea or coffee. And so I finally opened those, but I haven't had the opportunity to do that kind of browsing because I'm not, I'm not physically going into stores. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that does make it different. Like I'm just going aisle by aisle and I'm like, Ooh, this looks interesting. I'm going to go ahead and use this even though I don't need it. And then I'm also a little bit finding myself, you know, you know, with these spikes in these coronavirus cases, I'm starting to, you know, people are talking about the second wave. I think we're still in the first wave Mm -hmm. right now. But as we get a little bit closer into fall and things are starting to get back onto the shelves and things like this, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like today and like this last four days, I've been thinking, okay, one of these days I have to go to Costco. Although I have plenty of toilet paper, I have plenty of paper towels. I feel like I need to stock up before this, sec- this crazy second wave comes because at this moment, mm. everybody's restocked on their paper towels and toilet paper. There's no shortage of that anymore. Yeah. The only shortages I've seen are of the Lysol um sprays and whites and yeah, for sure. yeah anything that has to do with like bleach sprays or whatever those are still not around but bleach in itself like bottles of bleach are plentiful so 
I just, I was thinking to myself this morning, I was like, oh, I should really go over there and just get another couple of things of toilet paper and paper towels, just, just in case, you know, because as we get closer to fall, who knows what's going to happen. And I'm reading all these articles where their Corona cases are now like, now it's confirmed that's airborne and it's, you know, yeah, I saw that easier to spread mm-hmm. and there's like mutations and, and all this kind of stuff. So those are the type of things that I'm, I'm thinking of. So in looking at my, and looking at all of my order confirmations and stuff, I see nothing too interesting. It's like mostly food stuff. And then um, what did I buy from Amazon? Oh yeah. From Amazon, I bought like a, a electric knife sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it has to do with kitchen stuff. I have a manual one, but that is amazing. Yeah. I don't, I just happened to read an article on like the top rated ones. And I was like, oh, I think I need one of these because I need a sharp knife to be able to cook because I'm at home all the time. Anyway, my stuff is so boring what I order. But tell me what you order because yours is always so, so much more interesting. Well, see, now I'm looking at it. It's actually not that bad because all it was this week was my Surat beauty purchases. And then... um, By the way, of course, when I opened my email, I had a, um, I had an email from J. Crew about how they're fifty percent off right now, and I was like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> Always tempting me. Actually, Helen, that's all it was this week. Oh my god, you did good. Does this mean I sometimes beat myself up way more than I need to? Because that would be very validating right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think. That's great, though, because, I mean, I'm looking at my the stuff that I got. My stuff is mostly food, so I feel a little bit more justified. And in two in two cases, remember I told you last week how I went on this crazy mask buying spree, like in the very beginning of when this was happening and where nobody could get a mask. Mm-hmm. And the mask orders were coming in from Asia and they were coming in like two, three months after I placed the order. Well, two of the orders never came. And so I requested a refund. And I'm so glad that they so quickly issued me a refund because I have so many masks at home right now that there's no way that I needed an additional 50 pack or 30, whatever it was that I, I don't even remember what I got, but (laughs) both of those orders I've successfully canceled. But I mean, it just really shows how crazy I was back in the day, but in preparation for whatever's to come, I think it's, I'm, I'm glad I bought those things, but I'm also really glad that I got to cancel two of the orders. I mean, it just took these two orders were out there for three months and they still didn't arrive. And I was finally like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. So, I mean, oh, I did buy two other things, though. I don't know why I bought this. I must have bought this late at night. Let me see what time I bought this. Because you know how sometimes I would come into work and be like, girl, last night, I, in the middle of the night, I bought something. And this morning, I had like an order confirmation and I didn't know. Why. You are so funny. For like someone who doesn't drink, you do like this weird kind of blackout shopping. Like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like things will show up at my door and I'm like, oh, did I really push push by on that one? Oh, wait, I, I do remember. see one more email, but it was actually for an order last week. What was came it? In. It was just from Target. So I replenished my Ollie sleep gummies. Um, okay well those work for you yes although in that order you know what I did include Um, I I added a new shampoo it's called free and clear sensitive skin shampoo Um, I realize like I have more scalp 
irritation than I thought, which for some people mm-hmm. with some of the um, issues you, you might have on your face, like certain kinds of acne or uh, just whatever blemishes and irritation actually comes from having scalp issues. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I've used it a couple of times already and I actually saw a bit of an improvement in my face. What? That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always have, like, these teeny tiny bumps, which no one's ever been able to diagnose for me. It's definitely not, like, really acne. It could be keratosis pilaris. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I used that shampoo a couple times, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like, it lathered well. You know how some of those types of shampoos sulfate still? Free. Yeah, the sulfate-free ones. Yeah. And especially the ones that are meant for sensitive scalps and hair and, and that. Mm-hmm. But this one, it lathered up really well. It actually felt very clean afterwards. Um, And yeah, I normally have a bit of an itchy scalp. And I noticed today after, what, almost two weeks, I don't have that itchiness. So big thumbs up on that one. Did you find that, that, remember that, um, the Pantene one that you got um, while we were still in the office, that rose? Yes. Did you you end up liking that? Because... I bought it because you were like, oh, it's a good one, whatever. And it, it was sulfate-free, blah, blah, blah. I've historically had horrible problems with Pantene leaving horrible buildup on my scalp. Mm. And I used that one a couple times, and it did the same. I'm not surprised. Honestly, I bought it that day. I don't remember why. <laughs> Helen, I probably was having a bad day. And I was like, you know what would solve this? A trip to Walgreens. Um, and then I found a rose water shampoo and I was like, oh, perfect. Now I'll tell Helen how awesome this is, even though I haven't used it. Uh, (laughs) So I used it subsequently a couple of times, but, um, I haven't used it regularly just because I actually, for some reason have a lot of shampoo right now. And I, it takes me a long time to get through shampoo because I typically only wash my hair once or twice a week. Okay. So I was trying to get through some other things before I moved on to that. But then I ended up trying the sensitive skin one. So who knows I'll, if I'll ever get through the Pantene one. But it was weird. Like when you open the bottle, I kind of loved that rose watery scent. But then mm-hmm. when I actually used it, it didn't really have that kind of scent. It just felt like a regular yes. shampoo and I didn't care that much for it. Agreed. That's exactly how I felt about it because it smelled nice. I remember you being like, oh, it's rose. I'm like, oh, let me smell it. And I smell it. I'm like, oh, that's really a nice scent. And usually Pantene is actually quite heavily scented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised that it wasn't. So I guess they took out a lot of those ingredients, but it left my hair quite um, like my scalp feeling really greasy. And I wash my hair every single day. I cannot. I know people say like, I mean, and this is the perfect time to kind of trial it out where people say like, oh, you know, your, your scalp has to get used to not having you know not having your hair washed Mm -hmm. for five days try it for five days and you'll notice a drastic difference in your hair I think I've gone maybe two days at most without washing my hair and it was so awful I couldn't I can't do it I just I can't (laughs) it's well do you think it it physically looks greasy and unclean are you just not used to the feeling of getting that that you know the natural hair oil built up it doesn't look or dirty. It just feels absolutely disgusting to me. It just feels, it feels greasy. And, oh, God, it just makes me ill just thinking about it. I can't do it. And a weird, a weird thing is, is like, say I go for two days without washing my hair or even one day. Yeah. Then the next time I wash it, so much of my hair falls out. So, yeah, I will say that happens to me because I wash it so infrequently. Every time I wash my hair, there's a lot of fallout. 
Um, okay. And it just, it just, I'm just pulling it out. And I've noticed on the rare occasion, for whatever reason, that I've had to wash my hair more often during the week. Mm-hmm. I just have less each time. But I think that's just because when you're washing it more often, more, it, it can shed more evenly, basically. Yeah. Whereas if you wash it okay. once a week, it will feel like, oh, there's a lot coming out. But it's really just because mm-hmm. you're, you're not going through that cleanse um, yeah. more frequently. But I hear you. If, if you're used to washing it more frequently and you don't see that fallout, then when you go to less frequently and you see that much hair, mm-hmm. it's probably kind of disturbing. Yeah, I I just can't do it. And I just, I hate that feeling of my hair not being clean. Like even after one day, if I don't wash it like the next day, by the middle of the next day, if I haven't washed it, I just feel like my hair is so disgusting and greasy. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I just, for the majority of my life, I also always had longer, thicker um uh, frizzier and curlier hair. Mm-hmm. I think my hair has changed actually in the last few years. And I also have the keratin treatment now. So I, I just take care of it differently, but mm-hmm. I used to just be able to get away with not washing it more than once a week. Cause it never looked that greasy cause it was pretty thick and full, um, mm-hmm. and long, but I also like just couldn't be bothered to do it more because I used to blow out all that hair and it would take me forever to to blow out my my full head of hair. And I just I didn't I, I didn't have the patience to do it more than once a week. But yeah, your hair always looks phenomenal. No, looks... but you know what's interesting now that I have the keratin treatment and it's smoother and much mm-hmm. flatter, I mm-hmm. do feel like washing it more often and I can feel that hair oil and residue building up in a way I never could when I was younger and I I can't tell if it is because of the keratin treatment and it just feels more obvious when Mm -hmm. your your hair texture is different or if it's because I'm just starting to notice how much how greasy my roots actually are and how much buildup you get between washes and now I do kind of feel the need to wash it more now I will say if I go a week I'm like my hair is pretty gross. Time to wash it. It doesn't bother me as much, but I notice it more. And yeah, I, I when I wash it twice a week, I, it looks and I think feels much better. I think it's the texture Probably, because yeah. if you take a look at like, you know, people with like straighter hair uh, and like finer hair, when someone will go and I noticed this like with... With Asian, with Asian hair, because typically Asian hair is fine and it's like very stick straight yeah. and it's not necessarily it to me, a lot of Asian women have very like thin and fine mm-hmm. hair and it's just like stick straight. My hair is not like that, right? My hair is very full. You have gorgeous and hair. But it's just, but I always have my hair up because I hate In it. In your beautiful but... messy buns. <laughs> In my messy bun, which, which. I wear every single day proudly, but it took me such a long time to figure out how to do it. But, you know, if I, so if I see like, I know this is very strange, but you know, like when I used to take the train and stuff like that, and if I would sit behind someone who's like Asian and they would have like that thinner and finer hair, I could tell immediately, like if they didn't wash their hair that morning, because you can, you can actually see that their hair is like very greasy and so I do think that now that you mentioned, you know, the texture change yeah. after you got the keratin treatment, 
that's probably what it is because my hair doesn't look greasy if I don't wash it for a day or two. It still looks very fluffy. Right. It just feels disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Psychologically. No, and I I definitely think other things like make you more aware of it. Like lately, I do try and work out more, even though they're just like home workouts. Um, And I do go for long walks. And in total, I think I sweat a little bit more lately or Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm just experiencing it differently. I don't know what it is. But after a couple of sweaty workouts, I noticed my hair and scalp just feels gross. And I'm not used to feeling that way (laughs) because I'm used to just being able to extend a blowout for so long. And now I'm like, oh, what is this gross feeling? Um, but I still try and prolong the time between washes because now I have this weird habit and mentality that if I wash it too often, it won't be good for my hair. Mm-hmm. And also with the keratin, you kind of want to preserve it. If you wash it too much, then it will wash out quicker. Right. So it's like this odd little dance to play in, in extending it, but also your mm-hmm. your hair looks dirtier quicker. <laughs> yeah, I... I thought the whole trend of like not washing your hair often only really started, you know, a few years back. I thought everyone for the longest time and tell me if I'm wrong, because you said you've been doing it forever. But yeah, for me, like growing up and stuff like that, it would be like people would always wash their hair every single day. And I feel like it was maybe 10 years ago or something like that, where people started like, this whole trend of like, oh, it's not healthy to wash your hair every single day. I used to, I used to wash my hair twice a day Oh my gosh. in the morning and at night. <laughs> and now I have to wash my hair every single day. I have, I mean, this is the perfect time, like I said, to try, you know, not to wash my hair, but I just can't do it. Especially now these days it's getting hot outside and I'm walking, like you said, yeah. oh, it's, disgusting I can't I could totally can't say that it. but believe it or not back when I lived on the east coast my one week mm-hmm. a rule winter through summer mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know oh I don't know God. how I did it I, I honestly think it's because I did have more hair too when I was younger I think my hair is thinner now for sure and it still always looked fluffy and I could just brush the grease out through the <laughs> through the hair <laughs> shaft and no one you know no one was any wiser um but I agree with you that when we were younger it was a thing to have like clean shiny hair right even during that phase where everyone wanted to have like Kate Moss hair or look Mm -hmm. like Kate Moss it was still a thing to like maintain your hair and then it quickly devolved into you know from from not washing your hair very often to keep it healthy to just have dirty hair (laughs) which which is another extreme I couldn't get on board with. And I think dry shampoo makes it worse. Like it. it oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really helping to keep anything clean. If anything, it was like making your scalp worse. Oh, it's disgusting. Like, I still don't understand. People still use dry shampoo in their, you know, yeah. days in between. But I just feel like it makes your hair look a hundred times dirtier I mean is that the point of it or it's supposed to make your scalp feel cleaner it's supposed to like do a couple things like absorb oil so it doesn't have that greasy shine to it that makes it look dirty right or like day old hair Mm -hmm. but also for I think a lot of people who have finer thinner hair give it some texture and grit um, which I've never needed because I already have slightly textured hair Um, Mm -hmm. so I always found it just made my hair fall flat and even now that I have the keratin 
it just adds buildup. It's like you're du- you're directly spraying buildup onto your hands. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I've seen so many people live and die by dry shampoo, and I never understood. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. I have some in my bathroom just because. I heard so many great things about yeah. it. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, if I can go a couple of days without washing my hair, maybe this is the product that I yeah. need to to get out of that habit. But no, my scalp is so sensitive and my scalp hurts so badly. I have to use like a special, I'm using a special shampoo. You should try Free and Clear. Is it just called uh-huh. Free and Clear? Is that the brand? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try it because right now I'm, I'm going through this. I have this like, huge liter bottle of, um, I think the brand name is called Surface. And mm. I think the product is called Awaken. And it's just like a very, Ooh, it's a sulfate-free. like It is. It's very like minty. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever used like the Paul Mitchell Tea Tree Shampoo that kind of has that pepperminty zing to your hair. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It feels like that. But my scalp is still on fire. It's supposed to be very healing, but I feel like my scalp hurts. Try the free and clear one. It's it's. I think it's. I did some research on it, and I think it's like one of the most recommended ones. Um, okay. And like the most readily available, like Target had it. Okay. You know, I think a lot of drugstores probably carry it. And I won't lie, like I've been through a dry shampoo phase myself. I I did kind of like to use it more for styling purposes, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like my hair was always too heavy to put in a ponytail and keep it up. And sometimes if I, I found if I sprayed some dry shampoo, it would add some grit, right? And like just hold mm-hmm. things in place. But I recently found a really good substitute for dry shampoo, at least for my hair. I'm not sure for mm-hmm. other people it would be a substitute but it's from um that hair brand oribe mm-hmm. and they have this great product called oribe um what's it called extra i think apre yeah apre beach wave and shine spray <laughs> and so i think this is meant to do what some salt sprays do which is just like mm-hmm. help you add a little bit of wave or like a little bit of texture if you want that kind of like beachy hair look mm-hmm. um but I found like when my keratin f- felt a little too smooth and sleek, I mm-hmm. sprayed this and got a little bit of nice uh, texture, like a little bit of my old texture back. But it doesn't add any grit or residue. It doesn't even feel like hairspray. It's really nice. You might want to try that, that in lieu of dry shampoo. I think I own that. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you tried it? I I think I I think that was one of the very first. I'm so embarrassed to say because people be like, "What kind of hair care do you use?" <laughs> and I have so much Orbe in the bathroom. It's so expensive. No, but I have almost everything. So I think that I actually did buy, um, but it made my hair very uh, knotted. Yes, it adds that. Yeah, it does add a little bit of that. What is it? Um, I guess it's it's like. The sea, it's like the sea spray. Basically, it's like when you go to the, because one thing, I love the beach, but let me tell you something. The beach is not very, very good to my yes. hair. And that's when I wish I had the Asian sleek, silky, Same. thin hair. But it does, it adds that naughtiness. Well, <laughs> so it's, it's funny because. I have the same problem with my hair and beach hair. I've never had nice beach hair. My hair looks crazy at the beach, but most of those kinds of products, like those salt sprays and beach sprays, they are literally like salt and water. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the the Opre beach spray is not that. It's almost like a hairspray. But because it's adding texture, I agree that it, it could make your hair a little knotty. But it was different mm-hmm. from the sea salt spray knotty, which I could not stand. <laughs> Okay, let me look yeah, it. like I this, add... I feel like you you can kind of brush it out and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Whereas the sea salt sprays, it literally just felt that, you know, it was that annoying you're at the beach and your hair is just full of salt and thick and knotty and getting gross. Um, but the mm-hmm. Opre one, I didn't feel that way. And it's also very light, fine mist, like super fine. So I also try not to spray it in my hair shaft directly. I actually spray mm-hmm. it more at the roots. I get some lift and fluffiness there. Um, I think I have this in my bathroom. I'll have to go and look after because I just looked it up. I looked up the packaging. Embarrassing. I have almost everything. Oh, my God. And don't Orbe be embarrassed. Comes- I actually really like their hair products, even though I do think they're a little overpriced. They're so expensive, and this is the one brand that I don't get, or one of the few brands that I don't get a discount on, um, you know, because Orbe is not, I guess, they don't make it available to, maybe they're too prestige, um, but they don't make it available to, like, Cosmoprof or Salon Center, so I can't. I can't get it, so I do have to pay full price, and I buy it directly from my hair salon in San Francisco. Mm Um, but I'm just shocked at the number of products they have launching so regularly. They have, it takes up like an entire wall, like the number of products that they have. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with their, I think there's only a couple of products that I didn't like from this line. Yeah. I have to say most things I've tried, I've liked. I think the only stuff I didn't like is I tried some of their like volumizing sprays and I was going through this phase where I I loved my keratin treatment but I just wasn't used to it being that sleek so I was trying mm-hmm. to get some fluff back in um mm-hmm. and I so I tried some of their like volumizing thickening sprays or something which didn't work for me but almost everything else I quite like yeah I like almost everything the only thing that I don't like I don't know why I keep gravitating back to things like this, you know, like for our sort of hair texture and like fullness, I, a lot of people like the, the serums that are quite like oily, silicone, silicone. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that. Hey, Helen. As always just made my hair feel like a grease pit and it makes it feel so limp. I could see that. So it, those are the kind of products. And now I know not to not to do any of those things and not to go through any of the silicone products or anything like that. But everything else I like, I, I use like their, what is it called? Like their match, matte textured, like. It's oh, like, the paste? No, it's like, um, it's in a bottle and it's like a matte texture, uh, matte waves, I think is what it's called. Oh, of. Hmm. yeah, I love that. And I love their, the, the spray or is it a, I can't tell. I don't know. Can you tell? I haven't done my hair in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't had to, I haven't had to do any of these things in such a long time that I don't even like when I get up and do my hair, I wake up and I put like a, like a, a conditioning, what's it called? A spray leave-in conditioner, run a comb through it and then put it up into a bun. You know what? I've been doing something similar and I never thought I would do that, but I kind of love it. 
just putting it just um putting a like a spray thing and then yep. kind of leaving it be actually not even leaving it be I often even go to sleep with it which I never ever used to do I am not a go to bed with wet hair kind of girl but having the keratin made a lot of that possible for me because I didn't I don't have to heat style it to get it smooth anymore Mm -hmm. right so I can do all sorts of things like put it up when it's wet or just let it air dry um and I, I just haven't had to do a thing to it and it's so liberating and especially right now like you know, I feel like I barely need to brush it because I just don't care. And that's awesome. We should all just embrace our messy, like uncared for hair. At least you're the timing though of your keratin treatment was like perfect though. Cause it was, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. Right before. Oh my gosh. Happened. We were going to talk about this, this episode, like the things we had done before the pandemic that yeah. we're really grateful we did man okay that'll be next episode okay sure. yeah. we'll have to you'll have to remind me that that's because I was thinking about the same thing today it's just there's so many things now that I think that I will going forward continue doing or actually think about getting done yeah because you know of what's going on these days and the way it's made me feel you know to have some of these things done because we can't go and get them done right now. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll save that for the next episode. Um, Sounds good. And in the meantime, I will think of other things that we can talk about. Although we always seem to have a lot because we like to get caught up with each other once a week. I know. And it's so hard to not text you more during the week. I feel like I drop little hints. Yeah. But then I'm trying very hard to keep it for a Sunday chats. I know I know but you can always text me I always appreciate all the articles and stuff that you send me too there's so I was reading the one from the New York Times and I was like I'm like an old lady who has too much makeup and sends her friends New York Times articles all day long (laughs) yeah but I appreciate them so much and every time I'm like oh my god this is so perfect for me and it always comes at the right time right like (laughs) you know the last article that you sent me was my bubble boy (laughs) thought now I want to watch that movie and I'm just going to envision you in in this little bubble rolling around. Yeah, I mean it's a stupid movie, but it's like I I don't know. It, but in 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 the pandemic, it it's a little bit it, it it'll be really funny if you watch it right now. Yeah, totally. Well, on that note, I hope you, you know, can overcome your Sunday scaries and don't stress too much about tomorrow. And it's if easy you are for you stressed, to say. You can also text me all day long because I'm doing nothing. Oh my God, I hate you. I'm like, is it, I was like, is it wrong to just put in a PTO request the Sunday night before my Monday? No, it's really not. I mean, that's, that's why I did Monday because I was like, Monday just is always stressful and to avoid Sundays and Sunday anxiety, I'm going to take Monday off instead of Thursday and Friday, which is what the majority of people do. But I wasn't going anywhere anyway, so yeah, I didn't I didn't need to start early. I wanted it to go into this week. So you're so That's... smart. There's a lot of people that are also taking tomorrow off, too. So maybe I'll look at my schedule. And if if it's too overwhelming, maybe I'll send a request through like in the middle of the night as I'm not able to sleep. OK, while you also buy something, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> 
I'll let yeah. you know if I I think that I... sounds an ex- like an excellent plan. As you as you doze off tonight, you send out a PTO request and buy something. <laughs> and buy something blindly and then tell you all about it the next day when I get a, an order confirmation. In sounds the- perfect. <laughs> perfect way to battle the Sunday scaries. Oh, you're so lucky. I envy you so much for getting the day off tomorrow. Don't worry. Tuesday will be in the same boat. <laughs> I know. I'll make sure I rub it in on Tuesday. Feel free. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, thank you so much. Um, have a great day off tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Thanks. I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.